have a clear sense of calling, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, um, then don't question in the darkness what God showed you in the light. you got to keep going through. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's podcast, we have Ryan Ingram. Ryan is the lead pastor of Awakening Church out in San Jose, California. We have an awesome discussion with Pastor Ryan on various topics. Who are you becoming? Getting clarity on your calling? Taking the pressures off yourself? And much more. Ryan has a huge passion for young, the younger generations and college students. And I actually encountered Ryan's church when it first started during my time at San Jose State University. So you are going to enjoy this amazing podcast discussion. You're going to learn about Ryan's journey into pursuing um, ministry and also starting a church plant, Awakening Church, which has been in existence since 2012. So I really hope that you tune in, be ready to take notes, and you're going to enjoy this amazing interview with Pastor Ryan Ingram. Well, Ryan, Pastor Ryan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate your time, and uh, I know it's bright and early where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Joy to be here. Thanks for having me, Cameron. Yeah, thank you. So, Pastor Ryan, you're a pastor of Awakening Church in San Jose, California. Um, Where I wanted to start our discussion today is, you know, how you found ministry, full-time ministry as your calling, and Give us a little bit of insights on, on kind of, you know, your youth and how you came to um, want to pursue ministry full time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually grew up and my dad is a pastor. Uh, he's first generation Christian. He and my mom came to know Jesus and then he was a pastor my whole life. So I actually never wanted to be a pastor growing up as a pastor's kid uh, there uh, went through a season of, you know, maybe some would say the dark night of the soul, deep doubting, um, uh, and then had a, a profound encounter with Jesus that changed my life. Um, and from then on, it wasn't so much of like, this is what I want to do. It was, there's nothing else uh, that even interested me. Uh, so I love studying God's word. I love helping people. I, I'm a musician. So I started out the music side of things from drums to worship to different areas of that and then eventually stepped into youth ministry and college ministry and um, I think a lot of my journey and story is a lot of things that I never wanted to do God led us into you know and so I never wanted to plant a church never wanted to lead a church and uh, here we are 11 years later and so grateful that God uh, knew what I needed a lot more than uh, what I thought in the moment, because I'm so grateful we are where we're at. Awesome. Um, so how did you come to the conclusion to uh, plant a church and um, and start leading a church? Yeah, so um, Awakening's 11 years old, and so it was actually, I was leading a ministry at a church in San Jose, Silicon Valley, uh, it was a college ministry. And when we started it, they told us, don't even try. Nothing ever happens here for college students. I was like, I, I got a bigger God than that. And we, we got to watch God just grow this thing from 20, 30, 40, a hundred, a few hundred. Uh, and the pastor that I was serving there asked me, would you plant awakening as a church? And so I told 
this to my wife and she had the same never sign. Never want you to lead a church, never want you to plant a church. We had an experience at a church plant that was rough in our early career. And um, and I was in agreement. So I didn't even pray about it. I just told him, no, <laughs> you know, we're, that's, a, uh, that's not for us. And then a year later, we had this deep sense of like, man, there's something shifted. Like ministry is going better than ever, but our season uh, has shifted and we were just praying, God, what's next? And just kind of had these big open, like whatever you want us to do, we're, um, we're ready for it. And it just took actually steps of faith where eventually I got to the spot where I, I told my boss, my pastor, um, hey, I, our season here is done. Um, I don't really know what's next. I just know I'm called to lead it. Uh, and Steve Clifford, he said, well, why don't you plan awakening as a church circling back to that conversation we had a year ago? And we're finally open to that. And I think so much of life is one of those things where um, we want the full picture. We want to know step three, four, five, six, seven. And often God only shows us step one or two. And as we take that first step, then he, you know, opens up step two, three, four for us to really know what's next. And step one for us was just me just going public of like, hey, seasons changed. We don't really know what it is. And then we went to a, uh, an assessment to go, is this a good fit? And they confirmed that. And so um, by that time we were going, okay, we're ready. We're gonna, we're, we feel called to plant this ministry that was a college ministry um, as a church to reach the next generation. Mm. And where, what would you, you mentioned um, you have a passion for youth and you were trying to reach to the college students. Um, where, where did that passion come from to, to reach out to the youth and college students? Yeah, a few different places. I, I think both for my wife and I, my wife's name's Jenny, um, and we've been married 20 years now. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, we just, our oldest graduated from high school. We're sending her off to college. Um, and both for her and I, uh, we had significant um, transformation and encounters with Jesus uh, in our college years that shaped us fundamentally. And so for me, it was going into college that led into going, you know what, I'm going to actually pursue studying theology instead of anything else. Um, and then my wife really had a, an encounter um, through real difficulty one of our dear friends um passed away when we we're in college uh, and it, it's one of those crisis moments of where you begin to evaluate the big questions in life and that was the moment turning point in her life where she really came fully to jesus um and so ever since then, we've realized, man, those college years, those young adults years, they're, they're incredibly important. You make some of life's biggest decisions um, and set the direction of your life and um, incredibly formative. And so just have a passion. I, and I often think a lot of people overlook the next generation. Um, they can look down on the next generation. Oh, this generation does this, or they do that. They're always, you know, categorizing them. And, and it's like, man, let, 
I, there's so much in this next generation. There's so much potential and there's so much um, gift. And I, I want to see how we can draw that out and develop it and be a cheerleader and a coach uh, along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I definitely echo that. The, my college years was the first time living out of the house. And that was truly, I mean, the title of this podcast is Navigation Discovery, but those college years are truly a journey of like navigating, discovering like who you truly are. I mean, for me, it was, I remember entering college and um, I'm like, I'm done with faith. I'm done with church. It's, you know, I'm done with that. And it wasn't until encounters with some awesome people uh, back then, it was called Campus Crusade for Christ is where I returned to faith and returned to God. Um, even during the time when, you know, God wasn't, I felt God wasn't there. He was always there. Right. Um, you know, so through kind of your experience um, encountering with college students and young people and youth, um, what are the, what are you seeing in the youth today and the college students today? What trends are you seeing? What challenges are they having? Uh, what are you seeing right now? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some really great things going on and some really challenging things. Like to your point, I mean, this generation is known as the, I think the most anxious generation uh, ever. And when you think through the life experience that just a typical 18 to 20 year old has walked through, uh, you know, basically being born just after 9-11, then have the 2008 crash, um, you know, to walk through a pandemic and to, I mean, and then to have all the technological shifts that have happened in their lifespan. So they're, you know, digital natives. So they have, you know, nonstop, never experienced the world without an iPhone, which um, is kind of crazy because I, you know, can remember having to, you know, use a phone with a cord for a uh, growing up years and and so but then the amount of social pressure uh, that is put upon you when you're on all these social media platforms and then the, the levels of anxiety and depression so there, there's that side of it uh, that I think just one from from us needs deep empathy mm-hmm. uh, to see and understand and to Uh, come alongside and support and to help and and also I I think part of that is we live in such an information rich world but we actually um, don't have a whole lot of wisdom and so you can't google wisdom so how do we then help this generation uh, lean into the wisdom of the past but I think on the flip side some of the most encouraging things. Uh, this generation has such a deep passion for justice, uh, for for really making a difference with their life, uh, for uh, you know not just going through the motions, but like how do they leverage their life for purpose and meaning? And so I, I get really excited uh, about that as as they're asking, you know deep questions about life and um, how they can be, you know, not just a bystander, but a participant in making this world and this society a better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I truly think um, society has definitely shifted, especially what we've experienced over the last couple of years. I think the anxieties of the world um, have, and I've seen this with people that have not been open to faith is 
now they're starting to explore what faith and spirituality looks like in their life. And even I see this with adults too. I mean, they're a great mentor of mine, never was open to faith at all until now. Sure. Um, but what what do you see? Because I'm, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of young people uh, explore faith and spirituality. And, you know, for us, it's it's Christianity. But when people are exploring that from what you've seen in the church, what's the why behind exploring what it's all about? Well, I think the why goes back to you know, though we have new generations, we, we still have the same hunger um, and same core desires. Um, and so it, I, I agree post-COVID po or what, whatever world we're in now, I don't know what we're, we call it now, but um, all that we've navigated through, um, the, the desire for meaning, beauty, purpose, um, uh, transcendence, I think, is a huge reality of longing for uh, understanding like, okay, there's got to be something bigger than me. And there's got to be a purpose behind all this presence as well, I think, is just another reality in the way that our world is rapidly changing. We're more connected, but more isolated than we've ever been before. And so how do we actually connect and have presence uh, on a deep uh, personal level, both with one another and with um, with God. And so those questions are foundational that we've been asking for millennia. And it's still the same. It just expresses itself in different ways through different generations. Yeah. Uh, for, the, um, for those listening out there, you know, that there's people from different faiths, different backgrounds, different circumstances. What advice would you have for those listening that are starting to explore faith or um, trying to find their purpose, what they want to do, what they want to pursue, what their meaning is in life. Yeah, one, be deeply curious. Be deeply curious um, and, and ask lots of questions. I, you know, I, I think so often we make broad assumptions and, and so we write off lots of different areas. So, you know, be deeply curious. You're coming from different faiths, different uh, spiritual backgrounds. Be deeply curious about all of it. Examine it well. And um, and I think, we, yeah, just having that, I think we're losing that curiosity in our age. And so I think that's probably the first and fundamental thing I'd say um, is, uh, I think we are growing in the age of pessimism. And so how do, how do we then reignite that curiosity and that wonder and uh, thinking about that, just going out in nature and being in awe of mm -hmm. and asking questions of like, okay, well, it seems like there must be some intent or design and just the fact that there's beauty in the world that I, that I acknowledge this beauty or the reality that there, there is this, tangible idea of goodness like how do i how do i reconcile that with the hard and the evil in this world and and where is the best solution and answer to those deep questions and so i, I think it's just a a deep curiosity mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'd like to shift the, the conversation a little bit. I want to go into kind of your pastoral experience, mindset of a pastor a little bit to touch on kind of your um, 11 years of experience at, at um, Awakening. Um, early on, what were what were some of the the challenges that that you had as, as a church? Oh, man, lots of them, you know, yeah, lots of them. Yeah. I, th I think when you start with a young generation, you don't know if it's it, it, how are you going to even financially make it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the other side of some things that I've just watched is this generation ha has far more in them. And I'm not just talking financial. I'm just talking the way they serve, the way they love, the way they care. That just needs to be called out of them. Uh, and so I, I think in those early days, especially because we didn't really know what we're doing. Uh, there's a lot of, of trust. There was a lot of um, taking steps and then going like, oh, well, that's not quite the right direction. And I think that's an important thing in all of life is I think so often we want to make the perfect decision that we make no decision and and we wait too long. And so just make your the best decision, you know, and then adjust. It, you, you can make adjustments, you know, it, it doesn't have to be final and, and it often isn't fatal. And so making some of those adjustments along the way. Um, and, and I think just back to more, your last questions connected to this question. I just think Jesus is what I just keep finding is in every generation, um, Jesus, man, he, who he is is just so attractive and, and so appealing and we don't have to you know put lights and smoke mm -hmm. and the show and and that's what this generation does they want authentic they they want the real uh they want an encounter if like man just just give him Jesus because he's amazing. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's one of the things that I just continue to learn. Like you don't have to market it. You don't have to try to get some slick scheme or it's just Jesus and he's amazing. And um, and every generation, you know, gets to see him uh, and he's attractive to every single generation. That's awesome. Um, what would you say, what keeps you going as a pastor? What keeps you pushing through, pushing forward? Because, you know, I, I have a few pastor friends and kind of hear, hear their stories, you know, big churches, small churches, church plant. Um, I know it's not easy, but what keeps you moving forward? Yeah, I think one of it, and we touched on it at the very beginning, is, this, is the clarity of calling. And I just say getting really clear on what you're called to do. And so back to when we began Awakening, we got really clear, like this wasn't just our idea. This was confirmed by multiple other people. And this was like God's calling on our life. This is what we're supposed to do. And we're both in it together. And so if you, uh, if you have a partner, if you have a, a mate, like making sure you both are in it together. So that sense of calling, uh, there's... Uh, Dr. Howard Hendricks says, don't question in the darkness what God has clearly shown you in the light. Um, I like how Corey Timboon said it is she's like, uh, the moment a train goes into a tunnel, it is it's not the time to get off the train. 
Mm-hmm. It's the time to trust the conductor. He knows what he's doing. Uh, and so often when things get hard, when things get dark, it's when we're ready to bell. And, yeah. and that's the exact wrong time. And so like when you have a clear sense of calling, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, then don't question in the darkness what God showed you in the light. you got to keep going through. Uh, and over, you know, I think 2020, uh, many, many, many people, most of us were reevaluating life, reevaluating direction. Um, and um, I mean, pastors are no different. I, it was very difficult and had many challenges. And it was one of those re up with God. Okay, God, are we still called? Mm-hmm. Been doing this a decade. Is, is this still what you have for us? And through a process that was really clear and affirmed, and I'm so grateful because then there were some really difficult, challenging seasons over the, the last several years post that moment forward, yeah. that is that clear calling, okay, you got me in this, you're going to see me through this, and so let's go. No matter how hard it gets, no matter what we face, I'm so clear on this is what I'm supposed to be doing that I can get through it and often people give up before they get to the other side to see the could yeah, on it you true. know mm-hmm. and so like get really clear on your calling is probably my number one um area as far as grittiness or perseverance through it all mm-hmm. and i think um you, you touched on something good with with calling i think i think as youth we're pressured to find our calling and find our what we want to major in and stuff like that very quickly. And I knew when, when I was at San Jose State, half the people I knew didn't know what they want to do. There's so pressure, yeah. so much pressure out there. And even I feel like adults, adults struggle with that too. You know, what's my purpose? What's my calling? Um, you know, even, even people of, of older generation, they're still trying to figure that out. But, you know, for those listening out there, what advice would you have for those that are really struggling? You know, is this the direction I'm called to or am I supposed to go in another direction? Yeah, I think that's so great. and So true, Cameron. Absolutely. I I do. uh, I think one, that pressure is real. And and just to acknowledge it and to take it off. And, you know, I talk to a lot of college students and uh, you know, the question that parents always have are, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And, and I think the bigger question, first question is, is a better question is really, uh, who are you going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, like life is way more important about who you're becoming than what you're doing. Um, because that's where you take who you take everywhere. Uh, and honestly, you know, Dallas Willard talks about who you're becoming is ultimately what you take into eternity. You take nothing else with you. And um, so I think, especially in the 20s, I talk, I call the 20s the discovery stage. Um, you're just discovering and learning. Take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we we not only have this pressure of like, you have to have it all figured out, but then you have to be successful. You have to like go on. And if you haven't by 28 or 29, climbed the ladder, done these sort of things, then you're a failure. Like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off discover. Like you, you're, there's so many big first big life decisions, like you said, in college and then post-college and, then, uh, and on. And then I think the thirties is really the development stage. 
um, Robert uh, Clinton wrote this book, The Making of the Leader, and he kind of tracked the leader's progression and from the early life stage uh, to formation and character development. Uh, then, uh, then you had kind of your ministry or work development, and, and then you began to see the convergence of both of those. And I think it's so helpful to know it's a process. It's not just a moment. And to just be in that process of growth. Um, and so take some of the pressure off first, identify where you're at in the process. So if you're in your twenties, go, man, I'm in the discovery stage. I'm learning a lot. And I'm going to just, like I said earlier, be curious, ask lots of questions. Um, and then I think getting really wise counsel and people around you who know you well, not just people who tell you the things that you want to hear. Uh, maybe not. You, your mom loves you. And, you know, my mom says, you're the most amazing. You're I'm like, well, no, I'm not the most amazing. But I love it that she's my mom and she's going to think that way. But who are people that are going to, and we need those people in our lives for sure. But who are the people that are going to, uh, like, wise mentor sages? Yeah. One of the things that I, I think about is building a board of mentors. Uh, so that you have kind of like, okay, this person for business, you know, you have multiple men mentors. I know, I, you know, I have this person for uh, family or life. I have this couple for our marriage. We have, you know, and so not that you have some board and, but you just kind of have this mindset of like, I need specific people and areas to help me grow and to develop uh, in that. And then also I think, um, recognizing that what's true of your direction and calling in your 20s or in your 30s may be different in your 40s and 50s. And that's okay. Um, I think we, because of the way we work in the West, that you have everything mapped out until you're basically 22 or 25, whenever you finish school, maybe you got your master's to go on to get your doctorate. Um, but then there's no roadmap after that. And what we really want is just a roadmap. Uh, and I think what we need is a compass. Uh, of like, here's the true north. That's what the calling helps us. Here's my true north. Here's the direction and figuring out. And then you're beginning to navigate the circumstances and the different um, opportunities uh, that are along the way and using that compass to help you evaluate, is this the right direction or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, how would you say faith would be uh, a factor in, in trying to find what calling and purpose is all about? Well, I think it's immensely uh, important. Obviously, I'm coming from uh, a faith and obviously a Christian background. Um, but even just the idea of meaning and purpose is there's got to be uh, some design and intent behind all that we see for there even to be meaning, purpose, love, or beauty. So um, faith is immensely important. It's, it's central uh, to it. If there is no design intent, um, behind this, this is meaningless, purposeless, and um, there really, there is no calling. So uh, it's, it's rough. Mm -hmm. So I'd say faith is, is mean. Uh, and, and then I think the other side of it for, for us, for me, is getting to have the spirit of God 
living inside and dwelling and helping and guiding. You know, the scripture says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead actually lives and dwells. And so I have access uh, to not just my wisdom, but to God's wisdom, access to not just my energy, my power, but to God's power to love people, to care for people, to, to do the things that he's called me to do to help guide you know he's called the counselor uh and um and the comforter so discerning those things in the context of not only faith but a faith community of other people so ryan yeah i think something that that stands out to me is what you said is focusing on who do you want to be rather than what do you want to to be or do because I, I remember early on in, in my early 20s and late teens, the focus was, what do I want to be? And that's all the focus is. And, you know, even in just in general conversations, you go to meet random people. The first thing is, what do you do? It's not it's not about who you are or, you know, how are you feeling today? It's, it's, it's what do you do? And that really defines how this conversation interaction is going to go. Um, so... Yeah, so thank you for that. I think I think you provided a lot of great insights, which I wish I knew when I was a, a young in my twenties at San Jose State. So um, I hope those listening really really got some some great insights from you. No, well, I I hope whatever the little I have, I hope it's helpful. You know, <laughs> I hope hope it is encouraging and helpful. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts or comments? Um. Yeah, just in light of our our conversation uh, that we've had, I think for those who are listening that are uh, maybe in a place that are discouraged with life or discouraged with where they're at, um, and they're just really um, kind of have that sense of like maybe life has passed them by. Um, one, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, it says, though you cannot uh, go back and have a brand new start, you can start now and have a brand new end. Mm. And I just think um, so often we are, we think that we we're in such a hurry to accomplish and to get stuff done. And then when maybe life hits us or things don't go the way we envisioned, then we, we feel like, man, it, life has just passed us by. And, and some of the, if you look back in history, some of the great, um, people in all of history have been used later in life. And so, um, yeah, if you're old, you're not obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, um, so I just want to encourage you, uh, tomorrow's over. Today's a new day. Start today and, um, and focus on, okay, who am I becoming? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, Pastor Ryan, how can people connect with Awakening Church for those that are local to the area and also for those listening from afar? How can they connect with your church? Yeah, um, awakeningchurch.com and then uh, on the social Awakening SV is a great way to connect with Awakening Church and what we're doing. And then you can also, also find us on YouTube at Awakening SV. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for, for your time and providing your insights and really appreciate your church. Um, I do tune in to um, your YouTube channel every now and then and always have really enjoyed your preaching from even my time at Saturday State. So really appreciate that. 
No, thanks so much. And thanks for having me. It's a joy to get to have this conversation and get to be with you again, Ken. Oh, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation that I had with Pastor Ryan Ingram. Hopefully that you are able to gather some nuggets and apply it into your life wherever you are in your journey of navigation and discovery. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you would like to connect with Awakening Church and uh, listen to their church and get plugged into their church, whether if you're local to the San Jose, Silicon Valley area, or want to check out some of their sermons from afar, um, the link to their church is in the podcast description. Uh, So you can go find out uh, more about Awakening Church, awesome sermons that Pastor Ryan and his team have and uh, really would be great if you could check out their church uh whether you live locally or if you ever visit that area and also you can connect with me on social media thank you for for uh, subscribing to the podcast and tuning in and taking the time out of your busy days um on whichever platform that you're listening on feel free to subscribe and also go to my website cameronsing.com that link is in the podcast description as well And also, if you haven't yet purchased my book, Navigation and Discovery, you can go ahead to my website and uh, get your copy today in any format that you would like. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for tuning in. And we will catch you on the next episode.